All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist Siciliano. I'm from New York. I could get this right, and I got it right. That is correct. I love it. Thank you. That's what's up. You know what? I'm born and raised about 39 miles north of the Bronx. Okay. Okay. Uh, now I like you even more now. This interview just got a lot better. There right? you go. And I'm a New York Yankee <laughs> fan, baby. I look oh, you up. Me too. I, me I too. know you are. No, I research you. The music. We got a lot of other things to talk about. That's right. I want Derek Jeter to come back today. Oh, man, I wish. I, I wish, man. You, you, don't, you don't find many Derek Jeters out there. I know, man. You know, last time I was at Yankee Stadium, I actually got to see Jeter play. I'm so oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I haven't. You know, I, I, I was born and raised, and I graduated in in, in uh, high school in New York. So I spent the first 18 years of my life, and then I joined the military, and uh, and I ended up staying down in the South. Um, but I still have family. My brother lives up there. My cousins. I have you know some aunts. Um, so I got a lot of family up there still. Yeah, similar to me. You know, I grew up in the Bronx, moved to Virginia, went back to the Bronx, and now I'm back in Virginia again. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's that's what's up. All right, so let's get into this, man. You got you got um you got this project called Sunday Dinner, um and I know all about Sunday Dinner, but a lot of my listeners may not. Um, but I know, but I know where you're going with this, and we don't call it we don't call it sauce. We call it gravy. Gravy. Right, let's get that right. right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. So talk about your project Sunday Dinner, man. Let's let's, let's go. Yeah, so for, the, for the, a lot of the listeners out there who don't, who don't know what the idea of Sunday dinner is, um, the, the, the big thing in the Italian family, uh, Sunday dinner, of course, uh, every Sunday, you, you, you know, bring friends, family around the table, you eat a ton of food, tell stories, talk. So for me, you know, I was doing a lot of work uh, with one of my friends in New York, uh, Nancy North NYC, who I still work with, grew up with. And I wanted to, I wanted to kind of expand out a little bit and start working with a lot of new faces, uh, 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 new new talents out there, doing different things. And I remember when I was getting a, a, a good group of talent together, and and I just one day said, you know, I still got to have a name, and man, Sunday dinner just popped up, and I was like, it's perfect, it's perfect for exactly, you know, what I was going for, you know, bringing new artists to the table, putting other voices on there besides my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, and going from there, you know, telling the story, you know, uh, collaborating together. A lot of these tracks were, a lot of these tracks were recorded in in one session with the, with the people that I worked with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was, you know, off the top of the head, where we did a three hour session or so every other day, and we put it together. It took a while to to, to truly, you know, get it down, get it mastered right, have everything done perfectly. But Sunday dinner was just the perfect title. You know, a lot of times when I talk to musicians. Some of the greatest songs are actually, actually like written and created in like a few hours' time. It's, oh, like, yeah. it's unbelievable. I, I, I interviewed uh, a girl named Lita Ford. She was very, very popular back in the '80s and '90s. Um, uh-huh. you know, she sang uh, hard rock, and she did a collab. She collabed with Ozzy Osbourne, and had a smash hit called uh, "Don't Close Your Eyes" or "Close Your Eyes." All right. Um, and that song went like triple platinum and sold like millions wow. of records. And when I interviewed Lita Ford, she's like, yeah, we, we put that together in Ozzy's garage in like two hours. And I was like, what the freak? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's right. That, yeah. That's, like, that's when the magic, that's like, that's the magic. It's funny because, you know, I have a couple of songs on there where it's like, I, I don't know, there's something wrong. And I'm working on it week after week. And then you just get tired of me. You're like, yeah. all right, hold on. Let me, let me, let me get this right. Then you feel all right. You know, it, it's good. 
let's go with that. I never want to put good on there, but you keep working on certain songs, and then some of them you're just like, like you said, yeah, I mean, one session in a in an attic studio, and yep. you're done. Yep. And that's it. You're like, yeah, this is perfect. Like, you don't even have to go back to it again. It's already completed. That's beautiful. Yeah, it happens like that sometimes. All right, so you got you got a single called Replay, so tell, tell the listeners a little bit about the backstory of that song. Yeah, Replay was one of those that we were just talking about that just comes together really quickly. It was a three-hour session. Uh, one of my friends here that, one of the people that I brought to the table on this album, his name is Keith Black, that is B-L-V-C-K. Yeah. He is a local producer here, also a recording artist, uh, a very talented young creative mind, also does video, does, does a lot of different things. Yeah. But um, he basically mixed and mastered just about this entire album, and that beat is actually what he produced. That's the one song that on the album he did absolutely everything on. Mm. And um, he played the beat for me. He sent me a couple of beats that I, I wanted to, to, to take a look at. I, I always skipped over that one for some reason. It was one like I never really listened to. I don't know why. It didn't, didn't catch my attention early on. Mm -hmm. And we get in the studio together, and he, and he plays it again. And I'm like, oh. And I'm just hearing it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, let me just throw something on it. So I go from throwing, you know, six lines on it, then I follow up with six more lines, and that one, the verse is done. Like, okay. Then I had a, somewhat of an idea about the song being called Replay, and I had a couple of lines in my head on, on, on the chorus of what I wanted to go with. And again, the chorus jumped in, we put it on there, it sounded good, we added additional parts to it a little later. But yeah, man, that, that's one of those songs that just come together, so... Songs basically about living your life on replay, you know, uh, a fast life out there looking, looking to make money, you know, hustling, trying to, trying to get to the next level, basically, of, of your elevation in music, and um, of course it has your, uh, you know, your your Bronx style in it. Of course, some of the some of the style that that I absolutely grew up loving. I gotta I gotta always pay homage to that, and uh, that that's what I that's what I try to do on this album and and, and this song specifically and. It's gotten, you know, excellent reviews so far, and it's doing very well on Spotify. Nice, man. You know, people that make beats are kind of their own, their own, they're kind of their own breed of people. Right. Those beat makers, right. man. So, like, when, 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 when you heard the beat, and when you're working with this guy, um, do, do you ever find yourself like, um, or do beat makers ever suggest things to you since it's their beat? Do they ever like no no no? They ever say no no no? Try it like this. Like do they change up your, you know, some chorus lines and things like that? Has that ever happened? Yeah, well, uh, and and this is the whole. This is the thing that I, I talk to a lot of people too who make music, and I tell them all the time: you got to find somebody who, who does that. Yeah. You don't you don't want to you know necessarily pay an engineer or, or pay a producer in general who's doing all these things on this album, and they don't suggest nothing or they say every take was good. That's not somebody you want to work with. Yeah, you need somebody true. that criticizes what you're doing. Yes. You need somebody that says, well, you know, I think it sounded better on that one, not this one. Let me let me hear yeah. it again. Um, and yeah, he's like that. You know, Keith is like that. We, we have that type of relationship where he can stop me and be like, ah, I don't know, I think that take was better. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had that type of relationship. I'll be honest with you, on this track, you know, he's one of these guys that you better come correct on his beat unless you're, not, you're probably not going to get on it. There you or go. you're not going to keep it. And we had no back and forth on this song. You know, once it was dropped, we were like, oh, damn, this is, this is it. Like, that's the take. That's it. I like that. And, um, yeah, it was really one of those. Like, everything worked well on it. The, the lyrics worked excellent. The hook just got better as we added some additional things over the top of it. Just, just background noise, sound effects. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some different ad-libs and whatnot in certain places. But it came together extremely quick. We never went back to that song at all. And even the day that... 
we sat down together going over each track again and be like, all right, let's see the final changes. I remember saying, well, pull replay up. He was like, for what? <laughs> you know, like, oh, nice. There, there's nothing to pull up for that song. That song's done. That's it. Like, don't even, don't even mess around with it. That song's complete. It's perfect. That's perfect. So it, it, was, it was one of those. And it's good not to surround yourself with yes men because if you, sign, if you surround yourself with yes men, you'll never maximize your potential, ever. No, not at all, man. And, I, and some of the some of the most fond, you know, memories I have of making music so far has been when I was told, man, come on, you're like you're, you're way better than that. Like, come on, you gotta you mm -hmm. gotta do something different. And it, it's because you know I I try to set that standard because you know I I grew up listening to guys like Big Pun, Fat Joe, Big L, Harris, Woman. Yeah. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, these are lyrics. You know what I mean? These yeah. are actual lyrics. A lot of hip-hop now is a little different, you know, I'm not knocking any, but it's a, it's a bit of a different game now than it was, you know, back in the early 90s, mid-90s, late 90s, even early 2000s. So I try to, to, to improve on every single song, or at least come correctly on all of them. And yeah, I do try to challenge myself to how great, you know, the, the people were that I listened to when I was growing up in New York, so. Yeah. So my, my 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 age is a little bit more than yours, so I grew up with right. Run DMC. Yeah. I remember I was in junior high, high school when Run DMC hit the scene, man. And everybody wanted Adidas sneakers. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. You had to have yeah. Adidas sneakers. <laughs> the original trendsetters. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So did you guys did you guys did you drop the video to replay yet? A replay video, no. That is not dropped yet. So we are we are going to be getting to that here shortly. Nice. What about um, additional videos? You got some additional videos in the works? We do, we do, yes. We have actually, I got three videos out already. Uh, one is called At The Party, and that is with Solomon Dixon. He is a young singer here in Richmond and, and just has a terrific voice and even better personality. Just a, a good kid overall. Um, yeah. came, exact, came, came extremely good on that song. It's, it's an excellent track. The video is uh, is online already. Uh, my track Too Hard On Him, which is produced by YK of 808 Mafia. Um, that song, I have a video on that one. And then also Up X2, which is another song. For all these songs that are from Sunday Dinner, they all have videos out right now. But yeah, we are working on a couple of other visuals to, to get out there. So how does a kid from the Bronx, an Italian kid from the Bronx, end up in Virginia? Uh, family. Kids. Oh, nice. Yeah, man, kids gotta gotta try to gotta try to get them um, get sure. them to a point where where I wasn't. So yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. You never know where life's gonna take you. I, I you know where I live? I live in, I live in Mississippi now. Wow. You never know. You I, go. I I got family on my mother's side from down here, so I ended up down here. It's a little yeah, you know. There you go. When I was younger, I liked I liked the faster paced world, but now you know, my, my age, I like a little more of a slower pace. Yeah, it's nice. The, the, the laid back pace, play, uh, pace is always nice because now, a lot of times now, when I when I go back to New York and we try we try to go at least every month uh, just to get back and, and stay there for a little bit. But once I get back, if I'm staying for about a week, it takes me about a day again to be like, all right, I'm back. Yeah, exactly. And everything has to change. And when you go back to the South Bronx, everything got to change again. Yeah. You can't be the same person you are in in Virginia. You got to change the way you drive, the way you, you do. the way you move, the way you walk, the way you the way you talk regularly. Everything's got to change, so you got you just jump right back into that New York mode. It's funny. What what is what, what is it called when the, when the astronauts come back from space? They can't just walk in public. They have to like decompress or something for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. That's same true. Thing. It's, like the, it's like the same thing in New York, man. Because yep. you know, 
I, I don't I don't go back to Manhattan. I go back to one one seventieth, uh right off right off Jerome Avenue, Jessup Avenue. So yeah, yeah you're you're uh you change up you gotta you gotta get back in your New York mindset once you're around there. Yep. Absolutely. Um, how you doing with radio spins? You got any radio spins out there yet? Good, yes, yes. The replay has been has been on the radio Austin already. Uh, we're trying to get some stuff set up here locally in the Richmond area. Um, working on that right now. Um, and we're, we're setting up a couple of shows that I have lined up here soon, trying to do a, a mini tour somewhat on, along the East Coast. Yeah. So I'm working on that right now. And I'm trying to, to be honest, right now I'm trying to manage everything myself. And I'm starting to get to a level where I, I think, you know, that next step is going to have to, you know, start delegating those tasks a little bit. Yeah. Because it is, it's getting a, it's getting a little tough trying to balance everything at once. That's a good problem, brother. It is. It is a good problem. It definitely yeah. is. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not complaining. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so, I, I've interviewed one other Italian rapper, and I, and I can't remember his name. You know, I have, you have to forgive me because I actually, like, literally interview like thousands of people. Um, but there was a guy I interviewed. Man, he was, he was. He was an Italian guy, but he actually like lived in Italy. Um, right, really? Yeah, man. I have to read. I can. I can figure out who he was. Um, so, how how did you get into uh, into hip hop? I mean, I know you're from the Bronx, of course. I mean, I mean, I, I understand how you can you be a fan of hip hop, of course. But there's just not a lot of Italian rappers out there. It's just there's, there's not, not. There's not. Yeah. And it's funny because that that's that's something that that you know drives me every single day because I think the main thing was for me you know I, I grew up again you know my parents are are, are, are full Sicilian and yeah. you know music like Louis Prima uh, Frank Sinatra right. Dean Martin these are I know every one of their songs still to this day and I was just raised on that type of music my yep. father owned a lot of clubs in the Bronx area, so my life was like the movie A Bronx Tale growing yeah. up. I always tell everybody that I was that kid in that movie. Um, I remember all those those moments and scenes like that, and when when Italians were such a such a such a major force in almost anything, everything really, yeah. entertainment, everything. Of course. Um, you know, for me, that that's part of the thing that drives me. But really, what really got me into hip hop, to be honest with you, was old school Terror Squad. Man, was was Big Pun, Fat Joe, Cuban Link, um, Armageddon, those guys, when, when, uh, it was, it was something like, you just want to hear, like, what are you saying again? Like, what was that? You know, um, yeah. I remember the first time I heard Twins, uh, from Big Pun, and he used the, you know, dead in the middle, a little, literally, little, did we know that we riddled the middleman who didn't do diddly. Yeah. The first time I ever heard that, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, wow, like, how do you, how do you do that? And, and even at that time, I was starting to write and whatnot, but, for me, it was, you know, as I got older, it started to become more of a pride thing of, of me wanting to to get on the map for Italians and, sure. and, and you know, do it do it for, for Italians in general. Because you're right, there is no, there's no Italians, really, that are mainstream or even really hard underground artists that are doing, that are doing pretty well when it comes to music. So, for me, that, that's where my drive comes from every single day. You know, I, I talk about my heritage all the time. Um, again, you could just look at the album cover. You could look at my name, Siciliano. I mean, mm -hmm. all that is based off of who I am. You know, Italians who come from a, 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 a legit, real Italian family of upbringing, you know, we're, we're, we're raised from the very beginning uh, of how my parents lived and how they grew up. And it, it's the same thing for me. And... You know, we keep passing that thing down about family and loyalty and respect and and everything of that nature. So, for me, I, I really want to try to, any way I can, try to bring that back and, and just try to, 
you know, bring that bring that Italian heritage back because it's a very copy thing. By the way, I, I, I talked about this in a in a in an interview I was in uh, about a week or so ago. In hip hop alone, look, I mean, look at the Italian, look at the Italian flavor in hip hop in general. You got tons of hip hop na artists named after definitely. Italian gangsters. Yeah, definitely. Or Italians in general. You got the theme of a lot of music videos are based off Italians. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the famous hip hop, so to call, hip hop movies that hip hop artists reference are Italian movies. You know, so or or based off of our stories. So for me, I take a lot of pride in that, and I and I and I want to be you know somebody who can you know kind of do like what for an example what Big Pun did with Puerto Ricans, where mm -hmm. he became the first you know uh, Puerto Rican rap artist to go platinum. So for me, that's something I drive for every day, and and uh, yeah, that's that that's what I'm shooting for. Kind of like what Eminem did for Caucasians in, in hip hop too. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know, just lay, laying that laying that groundwork down and. And um, you know, uh, uh, doing doing what I can do to help. You know, as you were talking, I was like listening to you how how important it is for you for your culture and and you know, and I I grew up in New York too, not in not in not in this city, but I spent a lot of days in New York City though. Because uh, thirty nine miles ain't shit. I mean, it's like you know, you know, I, mean, I can get it to the Bronx in thirty minutes from from my house, from my driveway. Just a little over thirty minutes. So I spent a lot of time down in New York City growing up, and I went to school with a ton of Italians. My high school was like, basically my high school is mostly Italian and Irish, and I'm Irish. And we had Italians everywhere in my neighborhood, and so when I read up on you and I started reading your your, your, your bio, and your, I was like, yeah, this guy's going to be fun to talk to, because I can relate to so much stuff you're talking about. Many, many yeah. of days and nights I slept over my my friend's house who were Italians. And I remember the plastic over the couches too. Yes. You know? Yes. And I remember falling asleep on those couches during the summertime. My face would be stuck to it. Yeah. So you know what's funny? Like someone's gonna be listening to this interview we're doing, and there's gonna be a couple parts in it where they're gonna be like, "The fuck are they talking about? Gravy and sauce and, 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 and plastic on couches?" Because it's a culture thing. I mean, you have to be there to relate to it. You know? It is, you do, you do. You, de you, definitely, you definitely have to, you're right. Yeah, 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 dude. Um, Alright, so, who are some of your, you, are, well, you know what, you already answered this question, because I was going to ask you who some of your musical influences are, because you've already said that I've asked you three or four different times. So let's move on to goals. What do you want to do before 2020 gets here? Um, for me, well, right now I'm working on a, on a, uh, on putting together a couple of uh, very large collaborations with some with some fairly well known artists. So nice. I, I'm working on that now. I have a I have a few people, a few powerful people behind me right now who who are trying to help and, and push my career forward. And you know, every this stuff happened. I can tell you, a, I can tell you a funny story. And we talked about the Yankees already. And yeah. one of the things I started before I did this album, I created a YouTube page where I talk about the Yankees. I saw it. And man, this thing took off. It took off, man. I mean, I'm talking about my Twitter exploded, my YouTube exploded. Then I started to bring the music into it and all that. And you know, I got such loyal people behind me. And you'll be amazed. I tell artists all the time now. You can't just be a musician. You can't just be, I'm going to keep pushing music, music, yeah. music. At the end of the day, people are going to be like, all right, man, like, do you do anything? Is there anything else you do? Or like, so for me, it's worked. You know, maybe it won't work for everybody, but to me, it's worked very well. And I've met some people along the way, no joke, who are like, hey, if you're coming to Vegas, you know, stay here. Or, you know, I'll buy you dinner or whatever it is. You know, I just want to meet you. I want to talk to you, man. Yeah. I, 
I ordered uh, 50 CDs, mind you. Not digital, CDs. They sold out in two weeks. Nice. And I had people asking me to sign the covers of them. And I'm saying to myself, sign the cover of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, you know, no problem. I'll sign the cover for it. Yeah. And it, the, the, I went from saying to myself, well, I hope I can, you know, uh, do well and go for that. To now I'm thinking, all right, now we're looking at the real deal. I'm moving. I'm yeah. moving. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, through through that, I've met some people who truly want to help and, and truly like the music I'm doing and and my personality and, and, and the way I present things and, and talk in general. So, for me, you know, I, I got I got the I got the best of both worlds, man. I, you know, I, like you said, you, you go from New York to a place like this. I, I I'm I'm you I'm accustomed to so many different so many different types of people and i can adapt to anybody and and mm -hmm. you know right now like i said I'm, I'm working on two possibilities that are that are fairly large and, and and very big and i know for a fact will put me on a on a on a on the next level i want to get to but to answer your question i would like to be a fine artist by the end of the year you know i, I think i think that's realistic when i watched you first of all we haven't talked about one thing yet, and that is you're really freaking good at it. I've I've I've, I've interviewed a ton of hip hop artists, man, of all genre, rock, country, hip hop, and you're you're not just the handsome Italian kid from New York with a chain on. You you right. can fucking wrap your ass off, dude. I mean, you're like really good. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I that. I mean you. that. So it's not easy, man. It's like, when did you know? That's a good question. When did you know? Hey, I can do this because not anybody can rap. I mean, that's just not going to happen with some people. Yeah, I knew I could do it when I started getting hate on a ton. There you go. Success and breeds that, hate. Success that, breeds right hate. There. That's it right there. Um, yeah, that, that's exactly... Every time somebody asks me that, I tell them flat out, and, and it's just honest. I mean, even... We're talking about uh, we're talking about even when I even when I do Yankee stuff, there was haters on that. I'm like, okay, this thing's working. And then all yeah. of a sudden... You know, my, my subscribers just keep going up, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's really working. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, no, for, for music, it was that, especially early on, where I would have songs with people that would no longer get on the song with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying to myself, what, like, what happened? Like, what, what am I doing? And, you know, and you can tell it, it started to become that, like, you know, people want to try to, you had friends that were friends that no longer became friends, and you're like, how did this happen? Yeah. Because you start moving at a faster pace, and I think people can tell, oh, you know, you're actually very serious about this, and you are pressing forward, and they're not. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, um, yeah, that, to answer, to 100% answer your question, yeah, I, I knew I was pretty good at this when, when I recognized that I was getting a lot more hate than normal. Let me tell you something, man. That quote I gave you is so true, is success breeds hate. I didn't have, like, when I was, I used to cover bo the boxing world, the mixed martial arts boxing, more boxing, and, I, you know, I wrote for some, I wrote for a few different publications and, and covered the the, the the sport of boxing. I didn't get haters until I published my first book, my first boxing book, and then I founded my own website, and we started kicking ass, and, we, and I had 12 writers writing for me, we were getting VIP, we were getting freaking credentials, to ringside credentials, and, and, and you know, and we started blowing up. And I had all kinds of haters all of a sudden, and I was like, "All right, I'm, all right, I made it. I'm good. That's why I'm right where I need to be." Yeah, and it's funny because um, you know, while when I was when I was younger and I first started to, to really start pushing forward, it bothered me a little bit. Yeah, and I was of like, course. Oh, man, you gotta, you know, you're like, you're like, what? Are we, 
you want to, you kind of want to, okay, uh, here, here's the, here's the God honest truth. I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. Yeah. I'm, I'm Italian. I got a quick temper. Yeah. So what I've learned to do now is don't reply immediately. Wait. Because then you're gonna look at it and be like, why are you even replying to this guy? Yeah. Like, what, 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 what the world am I wasting my time for? You gotta you gotta so, give yeah. yourself a you gotta give yourself a cool off time. But I tell you honestly, you know what's even better than that? Don't even don't even, you, you, you're gonna get to a point where he's not even smart to even read read the replies anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. That that feels like the next level of progression yep. where it's like, yep. yeah, whatever I post and that's it. Yep. I have a good friend of mine, she's she's in the you know, media world. She's actually she's actually a Fox News correspondent. She's on Fox News all the time. Oh and, wow. And and she she gets I'll say her name, her name's Tommy Lauren. She she's Okay. Yeah, Tommy Tommy's a friend of mine. She's been on my she's on this she's been on this very podcast show. And nice. I and I was on her show when she was with Blaze. And uh-huh. she she has like 1.5 million followers now on Twitter. Right. But she don't even she don't even she told me she don't even read the replies anymore because there's so many vicious, nasty, vicious, toxic people out there. Oh, man. Yeah. She's like she oh, you'll, yeah. you'll drive yourself nuts reading those oh, replies. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of boxing, really quickly since you brought that up. Yeah. My goodness, I love the Gotti. Oh, Toro Gotti, man, God rest his soul, his life was taken from him way too early, man. Yeah. Oh, man, what, what a, a legend. He told me about a real gladiator and a warrior. What a warrior. Goodness. Yeah, man. You know the good friend of mine? Poli Malinaggi from Brooklyn. Really? Yeah, good friend of mine. What do you, what do you think about him getting the bare knuckle? That's going to be interesting. Look, Paulie's always had rocks, man. Rocks is freaking stone. I mean, Paulie. Right. I remember Paulie fought Miguel Cotto. And he fought like like half the fight with a broken jaw. Oh wow! I mean, he's tough as nails. Hey, kudos, well, that, that, kudos to him, man. Whatever, you know, that's what he wants to do. That, that's my thing. That's my thing with with Paulie getting in the ring. I mean, you're getting in the ring with a professional boxer. Yeah, well, Paulie's a, a, a two-time world champion boxer. You know, I, I can't. I like I like Artem and I like all Connors, Camp, and all these guys. But I can't see somebody lasting with a professional boxer like that. Ah, nah, are you kidding me? Paul, I mean, the good boxers got the fundamentals, and then they train. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, I and mean, the precision. I mean, the precision, the timing, the speed. Right. I mean, you know, by the time by the time this guy maybe gets off a couple of punches, Paulie might land flush multiple times. Exactly, and he straight, he throws straight punches and he counters. I mean, yeah. exactly. You saw what Floyd Mayweather did to Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. I yeah. mean, and, and you, you, knew, you knew what was going to happen in that fight. Of course. Of course. But I don't blame Conor McGregor, though, because he's, he made the biggest payday he'll ever make in his oh, life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I, I told some people, you know, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big MMA fan, so yeah. for me, when Conor, I said, oh, man, hopefully Conor can land something and at least drop him. Of course. But then I remember... I remember even saying to myself, I'm like, come on, who am I kidding? Connor already won this match. Once yeah. he signed the contract, he won. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's, the, 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 the amount of money he won for a guy who really came out of nowhere so quickly and just blew yeah. up his name and his brand. I mean, he won once he signed that contract. Win or loss, it didn't matter. He won. He made, he'll never make that kind of payday again, ever. No, you know? no way. No because, way. You know, Dana White doesn't pay his fighters anything, man. The UFC guys are no. screwed. They get screwed. Not at all, that's right. You know? Hey, man, I had a lot of fun, man, but you know what? I want you to come back to the show once you got some new stuff to talk about. Um, especially when you, if, if these two big deals come through for you. Um, and we'll get you back on. I also, before, before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners out there where they can get your music and where they can follow you on your social media and stuff like that. Of course. 
first event. I appreciate it. All right, so the first one is Instagram, which is my main one. It is Siciliano underscore King. So it is S-I-C-I-L-I-A-N-O underscore K-I-N-G. On Instagram, I'm sorry, Instagram, that is Instagram. Yep. On Twitter, official, so regular word official, Simonetti, which is my last name, S-I-M-O-N-E-T-T-I, Source, S-O-U-R-C-E. That is my main Twitter right now that has, you know, my baseball stuff and also my music. YouTube is the same thing. If you go on YouTube and just type in the Simonetti Source, Again, S-I-M for Michael, O-N for Nancy, E-T-T-I. You look me up there, you'll find me immediately on YouTube. That I have all my music on there, the music videos I talked about. On Spotify, just type in Siciliano. I should be one of the top ones that come up there. This month, I've hit 20,000 monthly listeners. Nice. Thank you so much, everybody. The album is pushing past 35,000 streams. It's only been out for about three weeks now. So it is doing extremely well. But those are the main... Uh, ways to find me and also my website officialsiciliano.net you can find all my updates on the website also man I, I really had a lot of fun talking to you man keep in touch with me too man definitely want to stay in touch yeah me too thank you man I appreciate it